1-800-698-3521 for a free estimate. It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Carl Blaylock. Beautiful Monday evening here in Athens. I'm Michael Roth filling in for Carl Blaylock today. I'll be with you up until 7 p.m. going over the busy sports weekend that we had. I think we want to start in the NFL. It's the most recent thing that everybody watched. And what everybody watched last night was the Cincinnati Bengals falling in Baltimore to the division rival Baltimore Ravens 19 to 17. Cincinnati is now 0-2 in the division. All three of their losses have came on the last kick of the game. And that's pretty unlucky for the Bengals uh, to keep losing at the end. However, in a third straight loss for the Bengals, Cincinnati falls behind double digits early. The Bengals offense started this game incredibly cold. First drive, four plays, 17 yards punt. Second drive, three plays, negative 10 yards punt. Third drive, three plays, seven yards punt. Fourth drive, three plays, eight yards punt. So count them up. That is 13 plays for 22 yards to start the game. And that's just not going to get it done. Like I said, Cincinnati, they end up losing the game last kick of the game. We'll get to what happened in the fourth quarter later. But the Bengals cannot start that slow offensively and expect everything to be okay. Mark Andrews' 11-yard touchdown catch from Lamar Jackson made it 10-0 Baltimore. And the Bengals did respond a couple drives later. And then they actually got a field goal to tie the game at 10 going into halftime. Then third quarter, Justin Tucker's 58-yard field goal were the only points. However, to start the second half, Lamar Jackson had a shot to really put some separation. And on a fourth down and three play, Kylan Wallace was wide open in the secondary and Lamar overthrew him by about a foot or two. Unfortunately for the Bengals, Burrow interception, Ravens field goal. And then one of the biggest stories in the day was how both coaches did on fourth down. This is a topic that everybody has their two cents about. For the Bengals, they got down the field. A couple penalties helped them out. Uh, penalty on third down got them a first down um, in the drive. Had another uh, defensive pass interference penalty on third down. Uh, also extend the drive. So two, two third down penalties gets them all the way down to the Baltimore two-yard line where Zach Taylor draws up the Philly special. And that loses 12 yards as Tyler Boyd was sacked by Marcus Peters. Then on third down, the Bengals get right back to the two-yard line on a Jamar Chase 12-yard catch. That was Chase's, Chase's longest catch of the day. Last season, in the two games against Baltimore, Chase had 12 catches longer than the 12-yard reception that was his longest last night on fourth down Bengals call a shovel pass it's blown up turnover 
on downs. And then the Ravens come back, go 15 plays, 91 yards. And pretty shockingly, on fourth and inches, the Ravens take a delay game penalty and kick a field goal to keep it a one-score game one week after John Harbaugh went for it on fourth down at the goal line against the Bills and was, in my opinion, incorrectly slammed for this decision. In this situation, it seemed like a no-brainer. You try and get the three inches, and then you have another three plays to try and score a touchdown that would have effectively ended the game. Bengals then, on 13 plays, go 75 yards. This is another thing. The Bengals, on their next drive, chew up 7 minutes and 44 seconds. So, yeah, people want to say, oh, they scored, left too much time for the Ravens. How much more time was it really going to be possible to drip off the clock? It's not like the Bengals were moving the ball all day. Only two touchdown drives all day. And when the Bengals needed it, Joe Burrow marched them down the field. In that 13-play, 75-yard drive in the fourth quarter, Bengals had a third and one and a third and five. Every other first down was converted on either first or second down. But the Ravens get the ball back, minute 58 left, and Lamar Jackson goes to work. In about three plays, the Ravens are already in field goal range. They run a couple carries to get it down to three seconds left. And then Justin Tucker from 43 yards is virtually automatic, like a Steph Curry free throw, but even more of a guarantee. Ravens win 19-17. They advance to 3-2. and two. Bengals now 2-3. and three. Another frustrating loss for the Bengals after they caught a little bit of a groove against some AFC East squads. Start off 0-2 against Mitch Trubisky and Cooper Rush. Get the two double-digit victories over the Jets and the Dolphins and then fall to the Ravens. Looking ahead, Cincinnati will be in New Orleans to take on the Saints while the Ravens go to New York to play the surprisingly four and one New York football Giants. In other AFC North action, the Buffalo Bills were all over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think besides a blocked field goal in the first quarter to keep it at seven, nothing for the offense, the first time they came out on the field, um, there was not really anything to write home about from Pittsburgh. Josh Allen over 300 yards passing in the first half, four touchdowns. Gabe Davis, three catches, 171 yards, two touchdowns. Bills up 31-3 to three at half. This was the first time the Steelers were a two-touchdown underdog since the 19. 60s and two touchdowns was nowhere close to enough as the Bills bring the Steelers to one and four with a 38 to three blowout. Pittsburgh's only win of the year came week one against the Bengals. And now we go over to the Browns and the Browns got up 14-0 on a banged-up Chargers squad. Brown's defense also banged up as well, neither team operating at 100%. Chargers come right back after a couple three-and-outs by Cleveland, and before the Browns can blink, their 14-0 lead had evaporated, and they were down 
17 to 14. A Nick Chubb touchdown gave the Browns the lead and then forced a three and out to give them the ball back. And Cade York missed a 45 yard field goal with 11 seconds left in the first half to keep it a four point game. Chargers take the lead. Browns turn it over on downs. And the Browns actually did come up with a big stop at the goal line. A false start penalty brought a second and goal from the four to the nine, and Browns were able to hold. Then Browns' next drive, they score a touchdown to retake the lead. Chargers go right down the field, kick a field goal to take a 30-28 to 28 lead. Cleveland marches right down the field, and on third down and seven from the nine, Jacoby Brissett rolls out, and it looked like he was going to try and run for the first down. He might have gotten it. He might not have. But instead, at the last second, Jacoby throws it across his body right to a Chargers defender to give them the ball back. Los Angeles only needs a couple first downs to end the game. And on fourth down and one from the Chargers 46-yard line, Brandon Staley decides to give the ball to his franchise quarterback and see if he can get them a yard to win the game. Brown's defense had been awful all day. However, targeting a rookie cornerback, Herbert's pass falls incomplete, and the Browns get the ball at the 45-yard line. After an incomplete pass, reset, 10-yard gain to Amari Cooper, Browns in field goal range. Browns then struggle on this next set of downs, and... They're stuck at the 35-yard line where Cade York comes out to attempt a 54-yard field goal and misses his second kick of the day wide right. And the Browns blow their second double-digit lead in four weeks. They had a 13-point lead on the New York Jets and gave that up in literally one minute as a Corey Davis 66-yard touchdown pass from Joe Flacco made it a six-point game and the Jets get the onside kick score another touchdown and the Browns loss Browns lose another 14-0 lead this one was early uh, another thing to look at Browns Field goal kicker Cade York missed two field goals that game. Field goal kickers against the Browns are 35 for 37 since the start of the 2021 season. That is better than Justin Tucker's career average, and the Browns play outside. So, a little bit unlucky for the Browns, a little bit of poor execution. Bengals start off slow, can't overcome, not scoring at the goal line. And the Steelers get blown out. Ravens with the big divisional victory. That is how the AFC North stacks up after week five. Standings, Ravens at three and two. They have a plus 21 point differential. Browns and Bengals each at two and three. Bengals plus 19. Browns plus eight point differential. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are minus 51. We'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk some college football. Ohio University, homecoming game against Akron. Bobcats put up a lot of fireworks in Peden Stadium. What about what happened with the college football playoff contenders? We'll get you that. When we come back, you're listening to the sports fan on WATH. Hey guys, it's me, Isabella Gomez, filling in for Smokey Bear because he's got more to say than just... Only you can prevent wildfires. Like, if you're outside enjoying a barbecue, don't let a hamburger distract you from fire safety. 
make sure you aren't dumping your hot coals or ashes onto the ground because that could start a wildfire. So take wildfire prevention seriously and let's save the world one day at a time. Juntos con Smokey Bear, podemos hacerlo. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 5.30 on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker-dealer and is independent of RJFS. Good evening, guys and ghouls. Havar Inc. invites the Athens community to Putt Spookpalooza, a Halloween season event at the Putt People First Miniature Golf Course on Derry Lane, October 15th from noon until 2.30. Come enjoy free food and miniature golf and prizes. Spooky fun for the whole family. That's Putt Spookpalooza, a free miniature golf event on Derry Lane, Saturday, October 15th from noon until 2.30. Come if you dare, and kids, wear your costumes. It'll be a scream. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. Back here on the sports fan. And we're recapping a busy football weekend. Started off in the NFL, talked about the AFC North games. Quick recap, Baltimore Ravens 19, Cincinnati Bengals 17 on Sunday night football. Los Angeles Chargers 30, Browns 28, and the Buffalo Bills 38, the Steelers Three. Ravens take a one-game lead over the Browns and Bengals in the division. Moving over to the college side on Saturday, the Bobcats had a great homecoming game, putting on a show for the alumni that traveled back to the Athens area. On the first play from scrimmage, Sam Wigloos from Curtis Wark, 75 yards. That's a touchdown. Nolan McCormick, eight-yard touchdown run. And after a Noah Perez 25-yard field goal for the Zips, Sia Bangura scored his first of four touchdowns, and the Bobcats were up 21-3 and did not look back. Bangura scored on the last play of the first half to give Ohio a 28-13 lead. And then another deep wig lose from Rourke Connection made it 35-20. Bangura, his third of fourth, made it 41-20. A fumble return from Jack McCory made it 48-20. And then Bangura closed the door after the Zips made a small comeback, cutting the lead to 14 points. As Ohio wins 55-34, Rourke 24 for 27, 427 yards and three touchdowns. Bangura, 90 yards, and 90 yards rushing, three touchdowns on the ground, one touchdown through the air. This Ohio Bobcats offense looks great. Against FAU to start the year, 41 points. The Bobcats had 476 total yards. They struggled only scoring 10 points against Penn State and Iowa State, however, came back with a 59-point showing against Fordham. Bobcats only mustered 24 points in a loss to Kent State and then dropped 55 against Akron. A lot of momentum for this offense heading into the Western Michigan game. Bobcats have the top passing offense in the Mid-American Conference, led by Curtis Rourke. The Mid-American East is pretty tightly contested. Seems like it's going to come down to Buffalo, Miami of Ohio, Kent, and the Bobcats. Ohio 0-1 against those teams as they fell to Kent in overtime. Buffalo comes to town on November 1st. Bobcats travel to Miami of Ohio a week later. 
So that's how the MAC standings are shaping up for an Ohio team that looks much improved from a 3-9 and nine 2021 season in Tim Albin's first year as head coach. Are the Bobcats good enough defensively to compete for a MAC title? Jury's still out on that one. Against Kent State, Ohio gave up 736 total yards. That's not going to beat very many teams. Against Fordham, their one FCS opponent, 640 yards given up, including 503 through the air, including 320 to one wide receiver, Fotis Kokosoulis, who would be leading the FBS in receiving yards this season. Obviously, he's doing it at the FCS level in every game except the one against the Bobcats. However, he would be tops in the country in receiving if he was in the FBS. Moving into some national college football games, Ohio State 49-20 to win over Michigan State. Bobcats avoid, or Buckeyes avoid, giving up the backdoor cover as the spread on this game was 27 points. C.J. Stroud looked dominant, 21 for 26, six touchdowns, 361 yards, did have a pick six on the Buckeyes' second drive of the game, which gave Michigan State a little bit of life. But in the end, Ohio State too fast for the Spartans as they roll once again. In other Big Ten news, Michigan, 31-10 winners over Indiana. That sets up a huge showdown between unbeaten top 10 teams as the Wolverines and Nittany Lions are set to square off this weekend. Other top 10 teams in action, unbeaten Ole Miss, fell behind early against Vanderbilt, down 20-17 to 17 at halftime. However, Ole Miss turned it up, scoring 28 straight points to start the second half. Unbeaten top 10 Tennessee traveled to LSU. And it was all Vols. 20 to nothing early in the second quarter. And Tennessee ends up winning 40 to 13. Hendon Hooker, 17 for 27, 239 yards, two touchdowns. Other story of the day, the Vols defense only giving up two scoring drives all game. Tennessee now has a battle with fellow unbeaten Alabama waiting for them this week. Other SEC unbeatens. We just mentioned unbeaten Alabama. How are they still beaten? A goal line stand at home against Texas A&M was the difference. As Bama survives 24 to 20 after quarterback Bryce Young had to leave the game. The Aggies got the ball at the end of the game and drove down 10 plays, 69 yards, but they needed 71 as Hayes King pass fell incomplete and Alabama survives winning 24 to 20. Last unbeaten top 10 SEC program, the Georgia Bulldogs. They had no trouble with rival Auburn 42. Some other top 25 games you might be interested in. TCU 38-31 to 31 victory over the Kansas Jayhawks. Both of these teams have been surprise stories so far this season. Jayhawks suffer their first loss. However, they still have a lot to play for in a wide-open Big 12. Cincinnati has been squeaking by, and they win another close one against an inferior opponent. This time it was the South Florida Bulls, 28-24. to Oklahoma State stays unbeaten, 41-31. They fend off the Texas Tech upset bid. 
and UCLA gets a huge win over Utah, 42-32, to a game that surprised me. I didn't think that UCLA was all that impressive at the start of the year. Got the big victory over Washington, and looks like they've turned it around after a couple unimpressive non-conference victories to start the season, but the Bruins find themselves unbeaten. Clemson got a dominant 31-3 win over Boston College. USC still unbeaten, 30-14 over Washington State. Kentucky fell at home to South Carolina without their projected first-round pick quarterback, Will Levis. And BYU falls to Notre Dame, 28-20. Finally, Arizona State upset Washington. Those were the top 25 teams that fell on Saturday. We're going to take our second break of the show. When we come back, we're going to talk some high school football. We're going to also check out the MLB wild card playoff round, which I think was a huge hit. A lot of exciting action. Stay tuned. You're listening to the sports fan right here in Athens on WATH. This Friday, your Athens game of the week puts the Athens Bulldogs against the River Valley Raiders in a matchup where Athens will try to extend their win streak to two games. Athens defeated River Valley last year. Will they be able to do the same thing this year? Find out this Friday. You can catch all the action at 6.45 p.m. on 970 WATH with Cedric Granger and Matt Frazee once again on 970 WATH. Your Cincinnati Bengals welcome the NFC South's Atlanta Falcons to Paycor Stadium on Sunday, October 23rd at 1 p.m. The jungle will be alive and rocking. Join us for Bengals pregame at the Banks and head into Paycor Stadium early. Catch all the pregame festivities. Don't miss your chance to be in the jungle live. Limited tickets remain, so don't wait. For tickets, visit Bengals.com or call the Bengals ticket hotline at 513-621-8383. Come roll the jungle with us service. It starts on our streets and in the hearts of those who heed the call. For Sharon Kennedy, it started with a police badge, risking her life to protect the lives of others. But her service didn't stop there. After putting herself through law school, Kennedy found a new way to serve our state, helping Ohio families and protecting the less fortunate as a disciplined attorney. Today, Sharon Kennedy wears a judge's robe on our state Supreme Court but her dedication to street-level service hasn't wavered an inch. Kennedy applies the law fairly and compassionately from the bench and works with Ohio's veterans to get them the care and support they deserve. That's why Kennedy enjoys widespread support from law enforcement all across our state, including Ohio's Fraternal Order of Police and dozens of local sheriffs. Heeding the call, Sharon Kennedy for Ohio Supreme Court. Paid for by Kennedy for Ohio. Local teams, local opinions. The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Been a heavy football show so far. We started off talking NFL, then moved over to college. In the NFL, Bengals, tough loss, but Bobcats, big win on Saturday. On Friday, the Athens Bulldogs got their first victory of the season, 46 to nothing over Wellston. I expected Athens to win their first game in the battle of winless teams in the TBC Ohio. Did not see a 46-0 show out, shutout, excuse me. But the Bulldogs are trying to start building some momentum. You know, they had their highest point total of the season against Megs in week seven before they obviously put up 46 last week. And they'll have a chance to beat River Valley for a second straight year and build some momentum heading into a week 10 matchup with, with Nelsonville York. 
the Buckeyes took care of Alexander, 54 to 14, and now sit seven and one. TBC Ohio championship game is between the Vinn County Vikings and Nelsonville York Buckeyes. Both teams unbeaten in TBC Ohio play. However, Vinn County will be without Zeke Mullahan as he had a season-ending injury against the Warren Warriors. So Nelsonville York will come in as the favorite in the Athens County Game of the Week that you can listen to on WXTQ. Looking at the playoff picture, Tri-Valley atop Division Three, Region 11. That's where Athens is in. Uh, Bulldogs, not quite mathematically eliminated yet, but would need a miracle. Tri-Valley plays 7-1 and one. Sheridan in Week 9. That is for the MBL Big School title. Some other interesting games going on. Jackson is going to play Washington Courthouse. 6-2 Jackson, 7-1 Washington Courthouse. Courthouse got a big victory over Chillicothe, 24-14 on the road. Both of these teams are very impressive. That should be a really good game. Bloom Carroll got the victory in what looks like is going to be the MSL title game. 41 to 20 over Logan Elm. Moving to Division 4, Region 15. Uh, Steubenville now sits at 5 and 1. They got upset by Lindsley, West Virginia, a couple weeks ago. St. Clairsville at number 2, Columbus East number 3. Uh, one of Athens' early season opponents, Galley Academy is at fifth at seven and one. And Galley Academy took a surprise loss to four and four Rock Hill, uh, who actually beat Vinton County second week of the year. So good season for Rock Hill. Uh, Vikings control their own destiny at five and three. Vinton County sits at 11th in division four, region 15. Vikings right now projected to play seven and one new Lexington in their First playoff game if the seeds hold. Philo sitting at three and five. That was Athens week one opponent. Moving to division five, region 19. A couple more TVC teams are in here, including Megs holding the last spot at 16th right now at four and four. And five and three, Alexander is at 18th. At the top of this region, you got unbeaten Ironton, unbeaten Harvest Prep, Portsmouth West and Centerburg, both at 7-1, and then 8-0 Barnesville is fifth. The really stacked region at the top. Megs is competing with 2-5 Columbus Academy, 3-5 South Point, and 5-3 Minford, all directly above them. And Alexander is going to look to jump any of those teams and Piketon, in the next two weeks, they need to jump at least two of them and not have Utica, River Valley, Chesapeake, or Afrocentric jump them. So we could have a winner-take-all Week 10 game between Alexander and Megs. Winner goes to the playoffs, loser goes home. That would be pretty interesting. In Division 6, Region 23, Fort Fry head and shoulders above the rest of the region. But at number two are the Nelsonville York Buckeyes. Newcomerstown at three, Colgrove at four, as Colgrove has lost three in a row to tougher teams in higher divisions. Shenandoah at sixth, they just lost to River, 47 to 22. Looking at the bottom of this region, Trimble finds themselves in 19th place 
They play five and three Waterford and four and four South Galliot to end the year. Trimble is going to likely need to win twice to make the playoffs. Would be a miracle to make it with just one win. However, with two wins, it looks like the Tomcats are almost a lock to make the playoffs. Not quite a lock, but almost. Tomcats need to pass three of the following teams. Martins Ferry, Grandview Heights, Elgin, Grove City Christian, Northmore, Malvern, and Burn Union. So we'll see if Trimble's able to do that. They got a 39-0 victory over 0-7 Belpre. Belpre has only scored three points on the season. But the big one is against Waterford because a Trimble win would mean a three-way tie atop the TBC Hawking with Waterford, Trimble, and Easter. And finally, in Division 7, Region 27, Newark Catholic at the top. They are just 5-1. They lost a game due to weather and another game against Columbus Academy because, uh, tragically, a Columbus Academy student passed away the day before the game. Newark Catholics really bounced back since a 27-17 loss to Licking Heights, and they look like a state title contender. River sits at number two in Eastern Meigs County at number three. Their TVC Hawking rivals, the Waterford Wildcats, are at number four, and Caldwell is at number five after the team with the highest points per game differential in the state played a tough opponent and lost 44 to seven against Fort Farai. Southern is sitting at 13 and Miller is sitting at 12th with another win. They've now won three of their last four beating Fisher Catholic on Friday. It looks like Miller and Southern will make the playoffs. South Gallia also sitting at ninth. They're also likely to make the playoffs. Waterford Eastern already clinched a playoff spot. Been a heavy football show so far. So let's switch it up. Let's talk baseball. Wild card rounds. Three games all at the higher And, you know, I really like this. I thought this was great. A lot of intense action. My team, the Cleveland Guardians, win 2-1 to one in game one against the Tampa Bay Rays. And then one nothing in 15 innings as the Guardians and Rays combined for 11 hits in the 15 innings. Oscar Gonzalez home run to left field against former Cleveland Indians pitcher Corey Kluber was the difference, and the Guardians advanced to play the Yankees. In the other AL series, Seattle jumped on Toronto in game one and held on to a 4 nothing win. Then in game two, Toronto jumped on Seattle. They were ahead 8-1 to one. And then Seattle storms back with four runs in the sixth inning, four runs in the eighth inning to tie it at nine, and a, a double in the tenth gave Seattle a 10 to 9 lead that they held on to. In the NL, Cardinals blow a save in the ninth inning. They were up three, they were up two to nothing, excuse me, heading into the bottom of the ninth, and the Phillies rattled off six runs to take game one, and then in game two, they got a great pitching performance by Aaron Nola, six and two-thirds, no earned runs, six Ks, and the Phillies take it 2 nothing in that game, 2 nothing in the series. The only three-game series was the San Diego Padres versus the New York Mets, and what a rough two weeks it's been for New York Mets fans. All they really needed to do was win one game out of three in Atlanta against the Braves. All three of them, they lost. They get swept. That cost the Mets the division title. 
Braves win it on the tiebreaker due to having a better head-to-head record against the Mets. And then in the wild card round, the round they could have avoided if they would have simply won their division because the Mets had, if they won the division, a top two record in the National League. The Mets fall in game three after a dominant pitching performance by Padres starting pitcher Joe Musgrove. Mets manager Buck Showalter asked for a check of Musgrove in the sixth inning for an illegal substance. And it was pretty funny watching it happen. Musgrove, no illegal substances, just seemed to be sweating a lot from his ear. And he was dominant. Padres outplay the Mets in a three-game series. And they're advancing to take on their division rival, the L.A. Dodgers. So interesting, in the NL, you got NL East versus NL East, Braves versus Phillies, and NL West versus NL West, Dodgers versus Padres. Uh, Even though Phillies and Braves in the same division, still a lot of travel uh, from Philadelphia at Atlantic East Coast to Atlanta, uh, more southern. uh, But on the West Coast, Dodgers and Padres right next to each other, so that's nice for the players. And on the American League side, you have AL West versus AL West with the Astros and the Mariners. Pretty far trip for Seattle, but Houston a little closer than if they had to go completely across country. And the Cleveland Guardians are headed to New York to take on the Yankees. So a lot of exciting games. Those all start on Tuesday. Best of five series, so first one to three wins will advance. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will wrap up, preview Monday Night Football, and whatever else comes to mind during the last uh, 10 minutes that we got you on the show. You're listening to The Sports Fan on WATH. Quality that's through the roof. T-Bay Roofing. T-Bay Roofing, your certified GAF Master Elite Contractor, has expanded operations to now serve the greater Athens County, Ohio area. T-Bay brings their GAF Golden Pledge Warranty for up to 50 years to Athens, and it's even transferable once to the next homeowner. Put your trust in the Mid-Ohio Valley's premier roofing contractor. Get started with a free call to 844-PRO-ROOF, and T-Bay will get you a free estimate within 24 hours. That's 844 for Pro Roof. Put your trust in the Mid-Ohio Valley's premier roofing contractor. Get started with a free call to 844-PRO-ROOF and T-Bay will get you a free estimate within 24 hours. That's 844-PRO-ROOF. Now serving the Athens, Ohio areas. Find out more at tbayroofing.com. Quality that's through the roof. t Roofing. Tune in this Friday night for the Athens County Game of the Week on Power 105. This week, it's a game that everyone's had circled on their calendars all season. As undefeated in conference, Nelsonville, York, travels to MacArthur to take on the undefeated in conference, Benton County Vikings, in a game that will decide a share of the TVC Ohio title. Free game starts at 6.30 with kickoff at 7. Nelsonville, York, Benton County, It's the Athens County Game of the Week, Friday on Power 105. Dave Yost for Ohio. Dave Yost for America. Stand strong in the land of the free. Dave Yost for you and me. Yo, yo. As our Attorney General, Dave Yost is keeping us safe. He's protecting religious freedom. And he's fighting to lower health care costs. Yo, Dave Yost. Paid for by Dave Yost for Ohio. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Now, for more of the Sports Fan 
on 970 WATH. so far started off in the NFL talking AFC North Cincinnati Bengals Baltimore Ravens Cleveland Browns Pittsburgh Steelers Ravens only one to win that was the divisional Sunday night game against the Cincinnati Bengals and we moved over to college football big Bobcat win on homecoming gave the alumni who traveled back to Athens something to cheer for at Peden Stadium as Tim Albin matches his win total from his first season in charge. A couple games went down to the wire, but nobody in the top 10 lost in college football. That'll change next week as we have top 10 battles in the Big Ten and the SEC, Michigan versus Penn State and Alabama versus Tennessee next Saturday. Buckle up. Going to be fun. Then we talked some high school football. Carl just previewed the TVC Ohio championship game between the Nelsonville York Buckeyes and the Vinton County Vikings. Athens also looking for their second straight victory. They got their first win of the year over Wellston 46-0. We'll see if they can keep it up. You can listen to that right here. Cedric Granger will have the call starting Friday at 6.30. Also talk baseball, AL and NLDS, first pitch Tuesday for all four series. So now, last topic of the day, we are going to cover the NFL Monday Night Football. Here's an interesting stat. I saw all of the divisional games this week, the underdog covered. And included Bears Vikings, Jets Dolphins, they won outright, Bucks Falcons, Texans Jaguars, they won outright, and Ravens Bengals. Do I think that trend continues? Maybe, but maybe not. Patrick Mahomes has been crazy dominant against his own division. Mahomes is great. Pretty much every game of the year. It seems like, unless it's the second half against the Cincinnati Bengals, Mahomes is that guy. But he turns even into even more that guy against his own division. The stats of Patrick Mahomes against the AFC West are downright silly because most years the AFC West has some solid squads. You know, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Mahomes owns them. Owns them all the time. So we'll see. Two trends going head-to-head. Mahomes, dominant against his own division this week in the NFL. Small sample size, but underdogs, 5-0 in divisional games. Should be a good one, though. 8-15 kickoff on ESPN. Chiefs looking to advance to 4-1. It would be only the second AFC team to get to four wins, as the AFC is a jumbled up mess with two teams at one loss, the Bills and the Chiefs. We'll see if they can keep that one loss. And all but three teams have at least two wins as the Steelers are sitting at one and four. Raiders still have to play this week. They're sitting at one and three. And the Texans are one, three, and one after they got their first win of the year over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Over in the NFC, little more of a gap between the top and the bottom. Eagles 5 and 0 and then Vikings, Cowboys, Giants all sitting at 4 and 1. And at the bottom, the 1 and 4 Panthers, 1 and 4 Lions and 1 and 4 Commanders. So that's what's going on this week in the NFL. We'll look at the next week in the AFC North, Browns hosting the Patriots. Patriots Got a shutout win over the Lions, who were having a really great offensive season so far. Bailey Zappi 
was impressive once again for the Pats. Bengals traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Bengals one-and-a-half-point favorites there. Steelers, eight-point underdogs. They're hosting Tampa Bay. And the Ravens are in New York taking on the football Giants. So some fun NFL games next week. You got a lot of sports tomorrow. Champions League in the afternoon, uh, starting at 1045. You also got MLB starting at 107, Phillies at Braves. So a good time if you are a sports fan. The fall is always the best. I love October as a sports fan. I just think... That and March are probably my two favorite months of the year to just sit back and watch sports. And October would be number one for me. So, hope you guys enjoy October as much as I do because you just gotta have big games. You got Bengals looking to get back to the playoffs. They're gonna need to fix some things, but they're close. All their losses came on the last kick of the game. Bobcats looking to make another run. It's been a while since they've been in that MAC title game. Is this the year that they break through with O'Rourke as the quarterback? Nathan came close a couple times, never quite got over that hump. Bobcats need to win a win a MAC title in football. It's been it's been way too long, been like over 60 years. So hopefully soon they'll be able to get done under Tim Albin. Basketball season starting up soon. And Cavs play in 11 days or 10 days. I know that was the spin zone in Cleveland after the Browns lost another heartbreaking game. Cade York, two missed field goals, the difference in that one. That's all the time we got for you. Make sure to keep tuning into the sports fan. We'll have you covered with all the national news Thursday, we'll preview all the high school football games in Southeast Ohio, including the Athens game against River Valley and the Athens County game of the week, Nelsonville, York versus Vinton County for the TVC Ohio. Thanks for listening to the sports fan. My name is Michael Roth. Hope you tune in once again tomorrow. Take care, Athens.